0: Bring me, you're tired, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed and anxious, yearning for some joy in life. It's time to go out and play. Hello and welcome back to Playgrounding. This is Stuart Fortier. Today I am honored to bring you the Gary Ware. Um, Gary Ware is someone I became aware of. Back when he was featured in a global email from the from Creative Mornings, he was asked to speak there in the San Diego chapter, just down the road from me. And I was so excited to hear about his work in play. Um, so I had been following him. I attended one of his workshops um, with a woman named Heather Willem. Um, he's also a good friend of Jeff Harry, who we had on just a few weeks ago. Um, so I was so excited when I got to become connected with him and do this episode with you. And the reason why I think that he is so important is that the work he does, we don't talk about this enough, is um, he works with people who've been burned out and are suffering from play deprivation. And our stories are very similar in the sense of just coming to that, hitting that road, that sorry, hitting that (laughs) roadblock, just sort of coming to that moment when I just couldn't give anymore and just allowing myself to do something just for me. Um, which for me was different from his story. But once I did that, then it opened Pandora's box and I learned about the power of play um, and how it changed me and didn't necessarily change my circumstances, but it changed my reactions to them. So I think you're gonna learn a lot from Gary. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Gary is a corporate facilitator, keynote speaker, aspiring coach and self-proclaimed creative catalyst. Gary has over 14 years of experience in the corporate world holding various leadership positions. Being a multifaceted individual, Gary also comes with nearly a decade of experience as a performer in improv theater. After experiencing burnout in his pursuit for success and happiness, he he realized that what he was missing was play. Committing to a life of play is what led Gary to discover his passion for facilitating. Gary uses the power of applied improvisation and other playful methods to assist people in unlocking creativity, confidence, and better communication. When Gary isn't leading workshops or speaking, you can find him learning magic or off on an adventure with his wife, Courtney, and son, Garrett. Here's Gary. Thank you so much for joining me, Gary. This is such an honor. <laughs> uh,
1: my pleasure.
0: <laughs> I have been, uh, as, a, as a marketer and as a play uh advocate out there in the world. I've just really enjoyed watching what you're out there doing and and I like admire your career and that I understand that you know exactly where I've been when it comes to being a stressed out corporate America. (laughs) person.
1: Oh joy oh my gosh yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, well, that was actually one of the reasons why I started Playgrounding was that I was burned out and just trying to figure out a way to process it. And is, is this normal? Um, so when I saw your talk um, from Creative Mornings a while back, um, I was just like, oh, I relate to this person so much. And I just I'm so excited I finally get to speak with you. So.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm super excited as well. I- As we were saying before we hit the uh, record button, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's timely. We're we're in a timely moment, like we're a lot of people (laughs) are getting stressed out, uh, burnt out uh, Mm -hmm. and could use some strategies to to maybe get rid of some of those spinning plates. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, because not everyone is is perfecting their sourdough starter right now. I think it's just gotten much more complicated. And then they're also expected to perfect a sourdough starter on top of everything else. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I just kind of first want to hear your story of how this became important to you, just to sort of kick it off. Um yeah. I would enjoy just sort of getting a little glimpse of how Gary Ware became this person that does what you do now.
1: All right, so me facilitating experiences and you know helping individuals use the power of play to increase all the areas of their life. It was. It's. All, I've only been doing that for actual, I guess, money. You could say for the last. <laughs> Two years, but it's been something that I've always been focusing on Uh, because just like what you talked about, it's one of those things where I thought that you just need to get a good job and and do all those check boxes, and then Mm -hmm. you'll be happy. Right. Like that's that's what that's what I tell you. Mm -hmm. Go to a good school uh, after going to a good school, get a good job and make lots of money and everything will be great. Right. Mm-hmm. Check, check, check. And I found out early in my career that that wasn't the case. And I thought personally that I was broken mm. because I was a little bit ashamed to think that, man, all the stuff that I thought I wanted in life, I got it. Why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. And so at the time, like when I had my first realization was about maybe about 10 years ago. And I was at, I guess, the highest point in my career as far as Mm status-wise. And I was leading a team. um, And I was working a lot. Uh, And the interesting thing, the work, it started out, it's fun. It started out, it's very meaningful. And then somewhere along the way, it became work it stopped being play became work and again i thought i was broken i thought something was wrong with me and little did i know at the time is i was suffering from play deprivation
0: Mm -hmm. yep absolutely it's a thing i it is a thing again at the time i had
1: no idea yeah and i got lucky that i stumbled upon an improv class Mm -hmm. and for me that was play for two hours at this you know, this improv class, we would play these silly games and it felt like recess. You remember recess as a kid? Oh,
0: I do. I do. Mm -hmm. And
1: you're completely immersed in this experience. You're not thinking about anything else that's going on. You're having an amazing time with your friends. You're playing. And that for me, it was like therapy because after that first improv class, something magical happened. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, like I tell this story and and people look at me like, really, is it that easy? And I was like, (laughs) it is. And now that I know the science and I'll explain some of the science here in a moment, but Mm -hmm. that week after my first improv class. Was amazing. It's like when you are younger and you get a new boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, new significant other, <laughs> yeah. and you're in love and everything. Oh, yeah. And like what's happening is your body's f- like flowing with dopamine and uh, serotonin, oxytocin, all those chemicals that make you happy, make you feel good, endorphins. And I went to work the next day and I was like, wow. And I, I was like, wow, it was a nice Tuesday. Again, Completely oblivious to what really was going on, mm-hmm. and I get to Friday, I get to Saturday, I get to Sunday. I'm excited, yay! Because Monday is improv, mm-hmm. and I was able to cope a lot better. And the interesting thing is, nothing changed. Yep. Except I changed. Like the yeah. work was still the work, clients were still the clients, all of that was still there, and um. Uh, but I changed. I, I found my form of play, mm-hmm. and I started bringing this to all of my coworkers, and we started bonding better. But again, I have this belief that if if you're not intelligent with what you do, mm-hmm. you don't get to keep it. Yeah. So for me, I didn't. I, I think I just got lucky. I got lucky. I, I didn't like consciously. I didn't know what was going on. I just know I was having fun, and I kept repeating that. I kept repeating that burnout cycle. I kept. Mm-hmm you know, thinking, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what happened. I don't, you know, and then the, the work was set in, I get into the work yep. and I forget to play and then I get mm-hmm. burnt out. And so, uh, fast forward, you know, five years or so. And I thought as far as my career path, well, um, I need to start my own agency, my own digital marketing agency. And the opportunity arose and my uh, business partner at the time, you know, w- there were three of us, mm-hmm. we knew each other from the marketing, the local marketing association here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And again, the first year, year and a half, two years, it was that sort of honeymoon thing. Like we were playing and then, you know, in business, uh, you know, you, you get these bumps in the road. That's just, you know, that's why only a small percentage of actual businesses actually make it past Mm -hmm. year one. We are on year two and then we hit the bump in the road. And I like to say when you're challenged in life, that's when you really know someone that's when Mm. you see their true colors true personalities and that's where again if i was uh, smart about it i would have saw like maybe this is not a good partnership you Mm. know between me and my uh business partner Mm -hmm. but uh again i'm just like you know overly optimistic happy local happy go lucky gary um Mm -hmm. and all the while i'm doing this stuff for free i'm doing it for i'm like i had a meetup group called recess oh um, and we would do like some of these games on the side. I was doing these retreats and I was learning all this stuff from my team. So I was being selfish. Uh, I was being selfish with all of this. I would learn something about applied improvisation or about the, like, um, how to make high performing teams using play. And I would bring it to my team. And that was the thing because I'm like, oh, well, I, my job here as a co-founder is to grow the team and, and client strategy. So everything was in service of that. And then everything came crumbling down Mm. two years ago when I got back from leading a retreat in Nicaragua. And it's 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 almost like a movie, like when I think back on it, because I was in Nicaragua um, and I was like, I am doing my life's work. I'm here on the beach at sunset. It's so beautiful. Mm. Uh, The sun is hitting the water. We saw these little baby turtles uh, like, you know, trying to get out to the water. It was beautiful. And I was thinking I was like, this is awesome. This last week I did such, such profound work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, work that's like along, long, you know, just along my mission of like where I'm, I feel like I'm doing here because I have a job that supports that. Then I get back home to the States and then that Monday, um, no, I thought it was a normal check-in with my business partner only to find out he was like, Oh, I think we should go our separate ways. Mm. Bomb number one was dropped. Yeah. I was in shock. I was like, okay, um, sure. And, you know, I got a, you know, my little buyout check, um, you know, gave me and my, so at this point now I'm married and I have a almost one-year-old son. My wife is not working. Um, And I'm like, oh crap, what am I going to do? Wow. Uh, Bomb number two was dropped two hours later when our landlord said he had to sell our house.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. Ugh.
1: And then, uh, so then I'm like, what do I do? And again, like we have this, these moments in life where I feel like these are, these are moments that make or break you. Mm-hmm. And when you are put under fire, that's like when you really learn something about yourself. And mm-hmm. you know, my wife is extremely supportive and she's like, well, You know, I guess you can focus, you know, you should double down on, on, you know, this breakthrough play stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there might be something here because she saw all the joy that it brought me. And so I guess the universe had bigger plans for me. Whereas like, you, you should be doing this on a bigger scale. And, Mm -hmm. but I was scared. I like literally knew, I didn't know what was, what what I was going to do. And so as a way to sort of like normalize things, um, we sold as much as we could and we moved in with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where I started to figure this out. But the cool thing is when I was extremely stressed, the thing that brought me solace, the thing that kept me grounded was play.
0: Mm, yeah. And what kind of, did you still, was it still continuing to do your breakthrough play stuff or were you doing like improv still on your own or playing video games? Like you were just doing all of those all, things
1: all while all this is happening. All, yeah. All of the above. And I call it purposeful play. So yeah. Um, as far as like breakthrough. So now it was, in, it's interesting because like you have this hobby, you have this thing that you're doing on the side that's fun and it's playful. And then this is where a lot of people, um, you know, the thing that was once play becomes work when now I have to figure out how to make this support me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, I have to charge for this. I, I have to, like, I, you know, but I love doing this. And again, you know, the the whole thing is like, find something that you would do for free. I was like, yeah, I, I would do this for free in a day and every day, but now I need to charge. And so like, of course those gremlins and stuff come up of like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this for free Now I'm going to ask companies to pay me money. And, and so um, one of the things that I did, so I was, I just needed to clear my hand and I was know i was feeling defeated like man why didn't i see this coming i'm so foolish um what am i gonna do maybe i should just go get another job maybe i should just you know again i am in the marketing and advertising space maybe i should just go find another job and again like i feel like the universe had like had these big plans for me Mm -hmm. because i felt like i had all these amazing ideas after moments of play and so for me yes i was still performing improv um you know uh i i loved it i you know performed on the stage and I and this is one of the cool things about community and people that you know and trust is when you're honest and you allow yourself to be vulnerable people people like that mean well will help you out and so mm-hmm. the theater uh that I've been performing at well they were like well you do these workshops and stuff why don't you be one of our instructors I'm like okay and so uh you know I got paid you know started getting paid for that mm-hmm. and then I started reaching out to people in my network and I was telling them about what I'm looking to do. Mm -hmm. And so I had this idea while I was, I was building Legos. For me, sometimes Legos can be very meditative because I just, I'm using my hands and I'm not building anything in particular. I'm just putting blocks together. And I was thinking about like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to go and uh, position this? Because all the while, like at first I'm like, oh, it's improv and everyone needs improv and some people are scared of it and stuff. And so then I was like, well, let's play. And then As you know, most people are like, oh, no, I'm down to play. So I'm like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And so in my research, you know, I was learning that, well, people need training. And LinkedIn actually put something out recently that said the most in-demand skills. um, This year for 2020, but it's been on the list for like the last three years. Creativity, collaboration, uh, emotional intelligence, and um, the ability to be agile. Those are the top in demand skills and guess what all of that comes from play
0: yep absolutely yeah
1: and so that's that was like my thing where i said you know what that is that's my gig that's how i'm going to help these companies wow i'm going to help develop these skills but i said they don't you know they've never seen me do it even though i have done it so what i started doing Mm -hmm. is i invited people so i was going to companies so instead of doing my meetup group or was during recess, I would go to a company um, and I just reached out to all the people I knew in LinkedIn. and I said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, you know, this new endeavor. And I would love to offer you a complimentary recess. It's 45 <laughs> minutes. I'll come to your office. We'll play these really fun games that have like a deeper meaning. And if you like it and see an opportunity for us to work uh, together, let me know. If not, it's all good. Or if you hear of someone who can use my services, can you please make an intro? And that was my that was my thing. And then wow. again, the universe had a bigger plan for me because that month, that next month was April. And for Creative Mornings, uh, that was when I did my my talk. It was on wow. games.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Get, uh, San Diego, Creative Morning San Diego normally have their speakers lined up months in events. They yeah. had no speaker oh my April. goodness <laughs> no. no speaker and so when um my good friend jeff harry who you've interviewed yeah he knew that the theme of that month he at the beginning of the month he sent me a message he's like this is all you you need to reach out to your local um your local creative mornings group get an introduction see if you can speak and so i was like all right and so i just messaged a few people and they're like wow actually yeah we don't have a speaker you would be perfect,
0: perfect. oh wow and here
1: we are so that oh, again awesome. uh there's you know just to recap there was a lot of stuff that happened that was outside of my control mm-hmm. yeah and every time that i would get stressed i would have to remind myself that you know play is the answer um mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it you yeah. know when we're in that sort of fight flight or freeze mode the last thing we want to do is play mm-hmm. but we have to set up an environment that will will help us do that.
0: Yeah. And you know, I wonder what I love the most about this story is there are two things about it that I think people could relate to. The first is when you first started really learning to play, it energized your work and your job that you had, and you didn't have any intention of going out and starting some new thing. I feel like that people kind of assume that when you're going to start thinking creatively about your career, it means you're going to go out and start this thing based on your true loves in life and blah, blah, blah. And you'll never work a day in your life. And there's people, there are people who, you know, they just have jobs and they're probably not going to do that kind of thing. And maybe they don't have any desire to, but play isn't necessarily going to change your career into some amazing new thing. It will transform your career and make it even better as it is. Like that, that was kind of, Yes. The first lesson I learned out of this. And then the next thing is because of all the play that you were doing when it came time to, to shift, to pivot into something new, play actually catapulted you. Like the, what, what an amazing story. It kind of has both and, you know.
1: <laughs> and Agreed. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That's really great. Yeah. Well, I, I know I related a lot to your story, but my, my, My time when I discovered it was Burning Man. And I think the weird thing that both Burning Man and an improv class have in common is that suddenly you're, you're in this class and you probably had to put your phone away and you're probably sitting in the middle of a room with a bunch of other people without any contact with your outside world. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I found it terrifying being mm-hmm. out on the playa with no signal and a very important job back at home that I was now suddenly completely cut off from because the whole world was going to fall apart if I wasn't paying attention for a week. Um, and I, <laughs> yeah. cause I feel like the problem with recess is that when we're kids and the bell rings and its pencils down you know what comes next you're gonna play and you're not bringing your spelling words out there you're not being like oh, I'm gonna get a jump on math um you just go and you play but adults it feels like we lose the capacity to do that yes. and just you know yeah like that's the piece that I feel like so many people are missing and wh- what do you advise people to do when it just feels like in the middle of burnout or in the middle of stress like I don't have time for play how do you get past that mindset. How do you change that?
1: (laughs) So you are absolutely correct. Um, And most adults. So even though I tell people, I said, why don't you think about when you were a kid? How did that feel when you were a kid and blah, 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 and all these other things? And, and it's nice. It's it's a nice thought experiment. Yeah. Or like they get that feeling the nostalgia. But one thing before I give the really powerful pointer that will help guide people back there okay when we had recess it was structured yes we came to class we were heads down we worked boom recess time we went out and for 45 minutes an hour 30 minutes whatever it is boom we we had that time to just unwind our brains still working on the stuff but the cool thing is when we got back from recess we were focused. Yeah. We forgot about that as adults. We, because when I talk about play, when I talk about all this stuff as adults, a lot of times people think of it as oh, a frivolous activity, something that kids do. It's a waste of time. And we like, we forget about the meaning behind that. And yes, when you play, you're doing for the sake of playing.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. In
1: some sports, like, yeah, you know, there's an outcome, but at the end of the day, like when you're truly playing, the act of playing is is good enough, mm-hmm. and so if you are struggling with getting back, what I like to say, getting back to the playground, mm-hmm. um, I have a framework that I've adapted from my mentor. Her name is Gwen Gordon. She is amazing. If you haven't heard of Gwen Gordon, you need to go look her up. GwenGortonPlay.com is is her website, um, and she has she has a children's book for adults, like which is amazing about your whole stuff. So, but nonetheless, awesome. what I was in a group with Gwen. And she introduced the seven paths to play. Mm. And so they were different sort of modalities that because adults need structure, it's, uh, you know, so funny. Like if there's not a structure, um, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And and so this is a great way that if you've heard about play and you heard about like, oh, what are the benefits? But you need a primer to help get you in that mindset. Mm -hmm. This will set up an environment where, you can start to experience it in little doses and, and it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't mind, I, I'm, I will happily tell you the seven paths. Yes, please. Uh, path number one is play by delight. And this is where I tell everyone to start Ugh. and play by delight means what are the things that bring you joy or used to bring you joy? I say, mm-hmm. you need to follow, follow your compass of joy and, I I like to say people need to be childlike, but not childish. Oh, and when you're following your compass of joy, you're essentially bringing that childlike qualities out. So this is curiosity. Mm. This is discover. This is wonder. And a good way of, you know, playing uh, by delight is I like to ask the question of when you were younger. How did you play? You know, Mm -hmm. what did you do? Um, And it's different for everyone. This is a very personal thing for me personally. Like I said, I love Legos. I would play Legos. Um, I would play, you know, um, Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo. I love video games. As far as sports, um, you know, we played soccer growing up. Um, You know, when I was with my friends, we used to like build forts. Uh, I am. I am such a big prankster. Like I used to do pranks on anyone and everyone so those are the things like when i'm um in the book play uh, by dr Stuart brown he talks about doing a play history and so if you want to play by delight it's great to take a play history like go back and journal what are all the things that used to bring you joy mm-hmm. and then it's all about how can you incorporate that in little doses mm-hmm. uh, you know people talk about microdosing um, uh, drugs <laughs> I'm all about how can you microdose play? Yep. And you could get the you could get some similar sort of results. You can get that Absolutely. focus. Yep. Yep. You could get you could get that uh, sort of adrenaline. You can get the dopamine. You can get all those like chemicals that make you feel good and mm-hmm. will help you in the long run. So that's number one. Uh, number two is uh, play on purpose. And so this is where, um, you know, because we talked about earlier about, yes, it would be great if you can take your you know um your passion and turn it to a pain career and that's not always the case but there's a, a really great book called um it's escaping me but this book oh uh prime to perform it's by uh, neil Dosi and Lindsay mcgregor okay. and it's all about the science of high performing teams and they say and there's a lot of data to back this up that the motivators that get people to um, have so much satisfaction on their job and get so much joy and perform at high levels is if they can see their work as play play is the highest uh, motivator because yeah. doing the work if you can see the work that you're doing as play you will enjoy doing it for the sake of doing it the mm-hmm. other two of the motivators it's it's play purpose and potential Uh, so if you can see the impact of your work that's purpose Mm -hmm. it's going to motivate you to do really good work and if you can see the potential growth and stuff like this so when i when we say play uh play on purpose is looking at the things that you're doing and how can you incorporate play into that okay so that is seeing your work as play but also how can you incorporate playful um playful actions playful mindset because this wise woman once said uh, for every job that must be done, if you can find the element of fun, snap, the job's yep. a game. Yep. And so that's what I invite people to do. You're following your compass of joy. So now you're bringing in the things that are making you um, happy into your work, like what I did with, you know, improv and, and Legos mm-hmm. and stuff like this. Now you're playing on purpose. Now you're seeing the work as play. Yeah. And then this is brings it to number four. Uh-huh. And this is important. is play on demand and play on demand, that means you need to schedule play. And I know it seems counterintuitive, mm. but if as adults, if we don't schedule play, exactly, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but this, this phone that I have, the calendar that's on this phone, like if it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. Absolutely, me too. <laughs> and most of the time people think like, oh, well, I'll have time to play. I'll, I'll make time to play, uh, will you? When you get your work done. Right? Exactly. But <laughs> when is the work done? I, I have this belief that our to-do lists multiply at night like gremlins. Yes, they do. And we come back and we, we <laughs> thought we got it done. And then it's double the amount of work. So- It's called an
0: inbox. That's where the gremlins come
1: from. Oh my God. Exactly. Oh yes. We can have a whole podcast on, on the inbox gremlins. But the main thing is if your belief is you will play when the work is done, you will never play. And as a result, you will never get the benefits. So you have to play on demand. You have to schedule play. Mm -hmm. And so that is like, um, that's important. And then the next thing, number five is play by invitation. How can you invite people to play? how can you accept invitations to play a lot yeah. of times we say no oh no i don't have time for this oh i don't have time for this can you re can you readjust is it possible because i i have this belief if it's important if it's a priority you will make it happen yeah. and a lot of times because we don't see play as a priority we say no because we have this guilt or whatever and we're like oh i need to be adulting i should be doing work but if you know the benefits of play and taking time to do that like you will be more productive yep so that is that is number five there's two more Mm -hmm. and real quick on the play uh play by invitation yeah so quick quick story on this of how someone was able to uh reap the benefits so when i was doing my recess um, I had the first one and I invited a really good friend of mine and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go uh, about 30 minutes before I get a text. And she's like, ah, we got a big deadline. I'm probably going to have to do an all nighter. Mm. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to miss this one. So I give her a call immediately. I'm like, hey, do you trust me? And She's like, yeah. And I was like. How about. You just come it's right by where you work you can walk there how about you just come hang out for a little bit then you can go back to work because i know you got into work really early you're probably tired did you eat lunch today no you didn't
0: <laughs> we, we have some <laughs> snacks
1: come and play and and then if you need to go back to work you can do that or better yet how about you just get a good night's rest and start over mm-hmm. and so she's like all right reluctantly she's like oh fine and it's so interesting <laughs> when she got on the playground and she was invited to play and she played, she was completely present. She was completely focused. She had so much fun. And then Mm -hmm. she went home, she got a good night's rest. I get a text message the next day saying, Gary, oh my gosh, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I went home and got a good night's rest. I got in early and I finished what I thought was going to take me all night in two hours.
0: Oh my goodness. That makes so much sense. It wouldn't have made sense to me before, but it makes sense to me now.
1: <laughs> yes. And everyone it doesn't needs, make
0: any sense in those moments. You have to be convinced.
1: You have to be convinced. Yeah. and So everyone needs a playmate. Everyone needs someone that has their back that can see the signs. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I have this belief that you can't see the picture inside the frame. No. And if you're stressed out and stuff like that, you're not going to see it. So you have to have people that you trust that are going to have your back, that are going to be kind, not mm-hmm. nice. Nice people are like, oh, you know, <laughs> you're OK, right. you're going to get it. Kind people are like, hey, look, you need to take a break. Yeah, uh, because if you have the the wrong people in your circle, they're going to be like, yeah, all nighter. Hustle, yep. hustle and grind, hustle and grind, baby. We'll, we'll, we'll sleep when we're dead. No, no, no. <laughs> So yeah. that's why number five is, five is play, uh, play by invitation. And then there's two more. And so the next one, this is this one is important. Mm-hmm. This one may seem like it's a joke. It's a messed up joke, but I call it play by or not me, but Gwen calls it play by disruption. And I, I believe this. So play by disruption is um, is really cool. So if you ever are in a rut, mm-hmm. you need to disrupt Your flow, you need to disrupt your um, your just everything that you're doing because it shakes things up. But also. How can you see disruptions in your life as playful moments? Oh. As offers. Yes, as offers, because in improv, we like to say everything is an offer, (laughs) And it's unfortunate that we are in a global pandemic. And I know that our 2020 goals were completely trashed. Totally. Yeah. But how can you see this as an opportunity for something? And so people that play by disruption, not only do they disrupt their own self because that's the best way to shake up your brain so that you can start seeing things Mm -hmm. uh, clearly again, but also they welcome disruptions as a Mm -hmm. time to uh, be playful. And me as a, as a trickster, as a jokester at heart, um, I, again, in the moment, sometimes it's it's kind of crappy, but sometimes like when I've had uh, like a, one of those days where I felt like, all right, I know what's going to happen. And then by five, I'm like, what happened? Like yep. it's completely thrown <laughs> off. Yeah. Sometimes I just like laugh like so hard to be like, okay, all right. I get it. I yep. get it. I get it. And so the invite here is how can you continue to shake things up? Because when we are, you know, when we're stagnant um, and when we do things the same way over and over and over again, your brain doesn't Mm -hmm. respond the same way. Mm -mm. Like on a psychological level, on a neurological level, they've done studies where they had uh, rats go through mazes and the first few times their brains are lighting up like a pinball machine. And Mm -hmm. then after they get it, because your brain's number one job is to keep you alive, it's Mm -hmm. going to conserve... Um, resources and it's going to say, oh, you get this. There's a newer pathway now. So when you do it, it's Mm -hmm. not going to have the same. It's not going to have the same effect.
0: That's interesting.
1: So how can you shake it up? And one of the play experiments that I love to tell people to do is, well, when we used to drive, um, you know, back and forth, I'm like, hey, Uh, take a different route to work or better yet, go get lost. You remember when we were kids and we got lost? How much fun that was. Yeah. Trying to find our way back home. (laughs) Go get lost. Yep. Imagine if you can go get lost and then find your way. But as adults, we have to be very structured. So nonetheless, <laughs> that is number seven and then are six. And number seven is called play with the mystery. And Ooh. that one is all about uh, paying um, attention to synchronicities, paying attention oh. to things that are unexplainable, like tapping into wonder. I'm someone that loves magic.
0: Mm hmm.
1: I am a big fan of magic. Uh, I'm not necessarily that good at magic, uh, <laughs> but um, I still love it. And it's one of those things is like, imagine if you can bring back that that uh, feeling of wonder. And and when you can do that, I feel like it multiplies like everything for you. So like, um, for example, say this ball right here. And so for the people listening, I have a little red ball in my hand. Uh-huh. So imagine that. This ball is like um, a creativity bubble, <laughs> and when you play with the mystery, you multiply. Ooh, hey! Uh, you <laughs> multiply your creativity because you invite synchronicities to happen. So this is like where you think about like your dreams, what's going on with your dreams. Um, how can you go and? And just look at something that's going to bring you inspiration. Um, like I said, I love magic. And one of my favorite magicians right now is David Blaine. Mm-hmm. And he did an amazing special recently where he um, floated up into the air holding a whole bunch of balloons, uh, at 22,000 feet or so, and then jumped off. Um, he didn't have a parachute on at first. He had to put it up in the air. But nonetheless, just watching that yeah. and all that went through with that. Like it brought me back to that childlike wonder. And oh. and then after I was done, like I felt like just so invigorated, so alive. So those are the seven paths to play. And so hopefully mm. there's something that, that you heard that is inspiring. And I just invite you just just to play with one of those. If anything, mm-hmm. you know, follow your compass of joy, you know, yeah. you know.
0: You know, and it's funny, the, the one that probably stood out to me the most, just because I have been sort of hypersensitive, like thinking lately about people who are just stuck in things, like if you're a first responder, if you're a um, a person working in a in a hospital, if you're like a grocery clerk, or you're just really burned out, um, I, I sometimes think, well, what can they do to make their lives fun? And I just remembered this um, at a place where I used to work. There was the, this gentleman who would, um, he was a groundskeeper. And... Every once in a while, I'd go to walk to go get a coffee and there on the ground would be a pile of leaves shaped into a heart. And I took a picture of it and Instagram was brand new back then. I was like, look at this leaf pile. And And then I found out that he was doing this all around the campus. You know, he's a groundskeeper and he was just delighting us and he was doing this fun thing. And it kind of became this thing whenever anyone would see him, we just want to hug him, you know, and it just he made this kind of mundane job into something that not only delighted all the people around him, but probably made his days a lot more fun. And yeah, right? I just, you know, I just, because when you think about that, you know, people think, well, I can, my life is boring. My job is boring. I don't have any fun in my life. I can't really do fun things, but it's that creativity. It's that way that you're looking at the world, just, you know, you're step number one, yeah. you know, being curious about the world and yeah, like it just that person did what you were saying. And he delighted me at a time when I was probably my worst burnout. So
1: Right. Yeah. He beautiful. was playing with purpose. Yeah. He was oh, playing absolutely. with purpose. He was inviting like surprise and mystery and disruption into your day. Yep. And I <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's so beautiful. Like, um, and you're absolutely right. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, we all have a choice. Mm-hmm. Because the same Two people can see the same job. One person can see it as an opportunity to delight, mm-hmm. bring joy, a sense of purpose, and they're going to get so much more satisfaction. The other person will be like, "Oh, yeah, oh my gosh!" And I, I don't. I think it was Mark Twain in the Mark Twain stories. Like he didn't want to paint the fence, and he tricked his friends into uh, paying him to paint the fence because he he called <laughs> it this amazing game. Yeah. So that's like again one of the things where. It's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. It's all about perspective.
0: Wow. Well, this has just been an amazing conversation. And I, and, you know, we all need this right now, really bad. And like, you know, it's just, this is such a wonderful way to sort of reframe. Oh, wow. And I know you have some online workshops. You're bringing your play online and you have a couple of workshops coming up, like the end of this week, even, I think. Um, uh, next, week. next week. Next week. Excuse yeah. me. So Everything up, feels well, like it's this. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is they repeat. So they repeat. On when, you're, when you're listening to this, um, I have the last Tuesday and Wednesday of every month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do, I do, a, a co-creation with a friend of mine. Uh, so on Tuesdays and I believe it's, uh, f- three or 4 PM Pacific, but it's all on my website, bricktheplay.com. Yeah. Um, on Tuesdays it's, I call it the improv playground mm-hmm. and, um, it's a free sort of play, pay hey, what you can, if you can, you know, sort of situation where we play improv games with the intention of, you know, helping people like reinvigorate, um, you know, but also have community and connect. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, Wednesdays, um, the last Wednesday of the month, we do a laughter yoga session. So if you've never heard of laughter yoga, we're not going to be doing downward dog and laughing. <laughs> it's not like goat yoga, uh, but it <laughs> simulated laughter with yoga breathing and it's laughter yoga has so many health benefits. And, and it was one of those things where we said in this time of stress and overwhelm, um, you know, you probably don't want to laugh, mm-hmm. so you need to force yourself to laugh so that you can get yeah. the benefits.
0: Yeah, with it because it's still possible. Wow, fake it till you make it, kind of thing. I think my friend said. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow.
1: So play it till you make it. Play it and till let's you make it, make it
0: happen. It. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this whole conversation. There's just, and and not only are you helping people like individuals with these kinds of you know, workshops that you do for people, but also you are someone who it, it can be brought into the workplace. And yeah, you can probably do that on, online as well these days. But wow. Well, thank you I'm so evolving. much. It's no, all totally evolving. You. I'll make sure all the link, the link to your website and uh, some videos that I really particularly love will be up on playgrounding.com slash 56. So thank you. <sighs> thank you so much.
1: My pleasure.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and we've just launched the playgrounding newsletter it just came out this last week for the very first time and it is full of all kinds of things not just playgrounding related but definitely all related to the play community and playful things i found on the internet that i think you might like all right well you can sign up at playgrounding.com and i am so so honored that you joined us today have a great week